are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the Gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they fire up. Chris, uh, firing up. Uh, try and stop us, all right? Just try and stop us. It's the end of the season, officially the end of the first weekend round in the finals uh, collection of games. And really, it is a game of extremes, a culture of extremes. There are highs and lows. There are disappointments and there there's exhilaration, etc., etc. We've got plenty to talk about when it comes to the lows, people biting, uh, mascots, late Mad Monday antics, uh, We've got the, the lot, but what's the best, the highlight moment of you, the biggest moment of rugby league this week, Chris? Stephen, they're saying there's been some classic matchups in week ones of the finals. We'll f- remember them forever. So why don't we hear a little bit of action from the best clash in week one of the finals? Do it. One player, Brace and Geordie and Jim. Okay, well, hang on. Raymond Fatella Mariner mm. went to the coach on behalf of some of the Polynesian boys, said they're finding it too tough, coach. Right. Well, good. He's he got the courage of his convictions to do that. But, yeah, but, let me, but let me where's he been since? Hasn't been cited. But, where's let, he playing now? I, I don't, he's got well, a, he's got, is that a, he's got he's a, a club of, captain. He's who got a history of injury. Well, who appointed him club captain? He went there on behalf of the playing group. Has not been cited since. This is the great divide, isn't it, between the wellness industry, the fatty fitness and the feet in the grass, etc., versus the drink a cup of cement and harden up, young man. Well, that, of course, was Buzz Rothfield, I think, in a points decision over James Graham. <laughs> points decision. Though, though Buzz is definitely on the wellness side. And I think Jimmy Graham has got a little jammer, as they like to call him. He's got a foot in two camps, if that's possible. That is probably likely. And could you not get them both in the wrestling ring, Chris? <laughs> I tell you what. And man. what would they be wearing? <laughs> uh, would they both be wearing old school tights, Stephen? I mean, none of the, the modern, modern stuff. And- Do you remember the original Batman? You know those funny little satin tights he had? <laughs> The great Adam West, of the course. The great Adam West, that's right. Looking manly. I, I've actually just joined a uh, Facebook group that just every day posts photos from the, the 1960s TV series and there's the riddle of the day from the great Frank Gorshin, though. He's once played by John Aston. We might even get a joke for the day later on. That'd be terrific. From the night CEO. <laughs> <laughs> See, so they, that's what you look forward to. That's right, all part of the uh, the late Mad Monday antics because we had Vonnie on last week and out of respect for Yvonne and not Vossi, as I, as I called her. <laughs> 
Uh, we weren't going to cop any bad jokes that day. Bonnie, absolutely fantastic to have her on. And of course, she was once called Honey by Greg Alexander. So I think you calling her Vossie, she was quite she comfortable took that with that. Right, happily. One of the boys. <laughs> One right. of the boys, that's right. Uh, okay, so there were, there were how many games, Chris? Four games on the last weekend. Isn't it funny that we gorge on eight games a week plus a bye in the regular season mm. and then suddenly we've got to... Like meet out seven, what nine games for the next four weeks because that's uh-huh. all, and we're already halfway through that remit almost. We've only got five left, Stephen. Well, you're depressing me already. I'm sorry. Uh, there was a great Frank Sinatra song where he said, "Sad, but a Thursday is the loneliest night of the week, isn't it?" Now that's right. What are you going to do? I, I was bereft. Bereft. Yeah, you know, I, I had to go out to dinner with a couple of people. It you're didn't make any sense. Anybody to tell you a joke? Anybody? <laughs> Oh, dear, oh, dear. Hey, hey, do you like Stephen Wright, the comedian? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, okay. A friend yeah. of mine just threw a joke back at me from Stephen. He said, it's a very small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can send that to uh, Phil Gardner at the Knights, but we'll That's come to exactly that. Right. Now, the first game was the uh, the Brisbane-Melbourne game, and that was a cracker to start, the opening, ra- opening round of the first week of the finals. And, of course, in the end, Melbourne scored how many points, Chris? 26 from memory, no zero. Zero. That's right. Sorry, oh, you got you called me out there. <laughs> Donut and boy, and I think you texted uh, best game ever. Best game ever. Oh, that was just so much fun. I mean, you know how much delight I take in Melbourne going down. <laughs> Hello, my Melbourne friends <laughs> who don't listen to this show. <laughs> 26 nil in Brisbane. Uh, perhaps my only disappointment was, well, two disappointments was, there was the little legs were pumping of Adam Reynolds, of course, Chardon Foy for South Sydney. You're out, you're gone. Adam Reynolds is leading them all the way to the top of the comp and he gets an intercept and runs the, nearly the whole distance of the field only to make it and then only to what? Uh, that's a good question. Do you surrender possession? At that particular point in time, he, he dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah, surrender and, possession. I like yeah. that. That's very and, technical. <laughs> and and copped a humorous spray from Coach Kevin Walters in the aftermath. Did he? I Everyone piling on Adam Reynolds because he's mature yeah. and he can take it, Stephen. He's also the Iceman. Yeah. And this is the battleism between Penrith's Iceman Cleary. You're as cold as ice. And Brisbane's Iceman Reynolds, and how they're going to match up, and who's going to actually get the last cold icy glare going? It's just a matter of not ice. It's just a matter of how old the ice is. That's right. Calmness, Chris. Wellness mm. and toughness. So uh, one of the great things was, with, of course, the cameraman, <laughs> you know, there was no edict to say don't put it in Bellamy's face because I think it was long distance through the glass. But every time something happened against Melbourne, of which there were a lot of moments, the camera would go straight to Bellamy. And I thought, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And, of course, he maintained and maintained. Then Vesuvius erupted and it was all on and the words were flying out. We couldn't tell, but the lip readers could tell. Covering up his mouth going, this is fantastic t- entertainment. You've got the cameras on the, the backpack-style cameras, but you've also got the, the larger vehicles, which are the sharper lenses, right? And they actually have a person per camera of the big sort of fixed cameras that swivel, yep. constantly oiling the swivel <laughs> because they're having to swing to Bellamy. <laughs> yeah. And particularly on a night like this, I mean, it really was. Yeah. Uh, a, a, I mean, I think Bellamy coined the expression and he said it looked like 17 blokes had just met each other outside the ground. Right. And when you've mastered the dark arts and the scientific arts like he has he's got away with that for so long and finally it's catching up with him perhaps yeah and yet and yet they still do the same shit they've done for the last how many years <laughs> i mean the wrestling in that in that, that 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 game was like just send them all off now have a cold shower and think about what you've done to rugby league and the spirit of the game you know because they should be fine chris and you thought 
that um, there wasn't enough celebration from the Broncos' perspective about Melbourne's woes because you thought the horse wasn't there. Well, I couldn't see the Bronco, the I actual s- horse. I spotted the Bronco. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I'm happy for that. Yeah. Made my day again. That's even better. <laughs> 26 nil, even better. Uh, there was a funny thing where there was a field goal attempt by Adam Reynolds, of course, which we all saw didn't make it, and he called the ref and said, can we do that again? Can we go captain's call? You know. <laughs> Why do you think he called for the video review? Just to show his... Arrogance? Yeah, I think it's just to buy that extra little moment, fifteen seconds of rest, yeah. because he needs every minute these days in, oh, in the halftime legs. break on those old little legs. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Now, Mister Magic Reese uh, Walsh mm. scored a try, beautiful try, but I was hoping for three, mm. hoping for a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll get that, won't we? What's your ideal score for Melbourne? Pump by more than fifty, then you, <laughs> then you relax. <laughs> I mean, most people watch the game hoping that someone wins. Yeah. You watch these games hoping Melbourne loses. Yeah, yeah. And look, a lot of people, I actually got a joke from another couple of friends on text on what are you hoping for? They said, well, injuries. You know, a lot of people hope that their well, teams they don't score again. And of course, the moment that everybody dreaded was the man that everybody loves in Melbourne, the Pappenhausen, the Pap himself. And he went down to a man that I keep calling for to be banned from the game purely because of his size. And what happened? Pap goes for a tackle, gets slid over, the, you know, Nelson... Yeah, Nelson, big, Nelson yep. big bad Nelson, lands on his ankle and snaps it completely. <laughs> and the crowd went quiet. You've got to say, uh, the Brisbane crowd booed Pappenhausen when he came on the field because yeah. they didn't like the cut of his haircut, right? Yeah. Uh, but then, Well, he's had a cut of it, hasn't he? When, when the poor kid went down, and I mean, it really was sort of, you talked about highs and lows. Yeah. It was just a few scant minutes earlier when they packed down the scrum and Pappenhausen went into his conventional position of front row. Yes. And he struck. Hang on, hang on. For those that don't know, he's a little bloke, right? <laughs> he's a little bloke. The, the prop is usually the biggest bloke on the field, right? That's right. right. So he's in the front row. What's yeah. he do? And uh, I guess it was, uh, uh, who knows who was feeding the scrum for Brisbane, but he struck and he actually won the scrum against the feed. Which you're not allowed to do. Illegal. Illegal. And, but, you know, those flying feet, you know, yeah. n- newly repaired knee, knee by Billy Knowles, and then bang, you hit the low when the, yeah. the ankle goes. Joey Atkins blanched. Well, he probably didn't know about the ruling, Chris, because yeah, he's been out for a year. That's right, he's been. Having 10 screws and bolts put into his kneecap. Let me tell you, Philadelphia doesn't hear much about what's happening in the rules of rugby league, that's for sure. <laughs> no. So he goes, okay, there's a ball, I'm going to strike it. I've never been a prop before, and wins. Yeah. So, and- so in a rare moment of sensitivity from Queensland, Stephen, yes. the camera from Channel 9 went to distance, showed game yeah, highlights yeah. rather than replayed the injury. Was it Benny Hill repeats? Yeah, and well, th- there was no Andre Rieu cover of the Benny Hill theme going Nothing on. Nothing at all. <laughs> it was incredibly respectful. It was very unusual. Yes, it was. It was fu- funereal. Can I say that? Yes, you can. And then, um, of course, Pap on the green whistle, and we all feared the worst, and the word compound this was being opioid, bandied about. This is an opioid structure, right? It's of some... They stick it in a whistle? I've had the green whistle. You've had the green whistle? Yeah, in fact, I had the green whistle just before I came on is in. Is there a black market for the green whistle, Chris? <laughs> well, if there is, I'm going to find one. Uh, ben Ross was on the Matty John show on the weekend. He's a pharmacist, and he was saying he could uh, uh, fix up Brian Fletcher with some blue, blue pills for bedroom performance. <laughs> I'm imagining he could probably get a couple of green whistles on the side as well. Do they mix? Yeah. I don't think they would. <laughs> would be the result of that on Fletch? I think if you actually read the Viagra packets, <laughs> don't it mix. recommends do not mix with Mixing green is whistles. a very bad idea. But there was, okay, and my first question is, how slow was the Medicab? Well, I mean, really? <laughs> Can't they just see it and just go, let's just get out there just in case? They get complacent, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to my view, they've, they've watched too much Thunderbirds, right? Because yeah. Thunderbirds always gets there at the last minute yeah. and they're not exactly super responsive. Like the incident is well advanced. I just think the Medicab people are out back 
probably haven't a green whistle. <laughs> on, on the go, are they? <laughs> oh, shit, we got to get out there. And it's, it's <laughs> not like, get, do they get checked by the police? It's, it's not like the message <laughs> that they need to get on the field occurs slowly. Right, right. It's their reaction because yeah. they're on the green whistle. Well, see, I was going to use the word karma. No, to Melbourne, but, but, not for Pappenhausen. No, 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 for Melbourne. Oh, for but Melbourne. But then that happens, and of course, my heart goes it's, out. It's to the one guy, right? The one guy, the one guy that's not under the influence of Cameron Smith and his evil influence and his forces. I've never seen Pappenhausen wrestle ever. No, never. And they gave him a heartwarming standing ovation on the way off. Again, more class from Brisbane. And yeah. the good news is it wasn't compound, and he'll be back on the training paddock in the preseason next year, Stephen. Right, and I not asked- in Vegas probably though, because Melbourne's not going. No. Well, that'd be a disgrace, wouldn't it? It'd be in the game into disrepute. What do you think? Uh, is this the end of the evil empire, the dynasty that is Melbourne? <sighs> look, is it possible, Chris? Look, so many people have called the end of Melbourne unsuccessfully, Stephen. Yes, yes. And I'm not prepared to call yeah. it yet. Look, I'm, I'm suggesting that Bellamy tra- is a traditionalist and he is old school and he's refused to use the AI chip, mm. would you say? Mm. The rest of them are all caught up and going far ahead of him. This is the trouble when you're at the forefront. I mean, you and I are both Kraftwerk fans, Stephen. Yes, we are. And they were musically ahead of their time. Yes. And then when Electric Cafe came out, everyone says, well, this is of its time. And the, and the risk is that the innovators and the pioneers are eventually get surpassed by the next class. Right. Has Bellamy met his match with ChatGPT? Yes, or any other variation of those bloody chips that are coming out of, where is it, NVIDIA? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, it's Taiwan, Stephen. Yeah, Taiwan. Taiwan, the most important. Sta- Stanford, Taiwan, brothers in arms. The right? most important <laughs> manufacturing site in the, the world. world. Yeah, Right under the hammer, Chris. No wonder all the arms are going there and they're billions load. Under the spectre of communism, Stephen. Yeah, exactly. And this is why we need to get the Pacific of Bears into Port Moresby That's too right. sweet. That's right. Because we can't afford no. to have this incursion come near our shores. It's numbers, T. Yeah, Chris, numbers. Wondering about the difference between a grub, a germ, a pest and a cat and a weak gutted dog. Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Fire Up. Now listen, the next game of course to see who was going to take out that top battle was the Penrith game. Yes. Okay, so Penrith versus... Afternoon fixture, Stephen. Yeah, look, I know that they say players love playing but it just doesn't reek of the big game enough anymore. You can't, you can't, you can't turn the lights off. And no. get drama through the fireworks and the pyro. None of that stuff. No, if it's no. sun shining in the golden west. Now it was it was pretty predictable, I gotta say. The Warriors, of course, are one of those everyone's favourite, the smoky, look look the sacrifice, what have they done for rugby league during COVID, etc. etc. And then of course there's been a song, a play on How Bizarre. What what's that called? So IMC had the song How Bizarre, a big hit in nineteen ninety. Never heard of it, Chris. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And so in this fever, and let's face it, that other competition that's on right now featuring the All Blacks, they're no chance. What the failing All Blacks. That's right. Right. So the nice to be able to say that. New Zealand and they look the, our Kiwi brethren, they love to get on a bandwagon, yes, Stephen. <laughs> so the Andrew Webster led Warriors, perfect. And so they've coined the expression Who was also the assistant for Penrith who they played. Correct. Yep. Up the Wars. Up the Wars. Right. The Waratars. And so Waz, a, a, a cute little parody song came out. Sorry, the, the Warriors. Tr- the, the tune of How Bizarre. Okay. Up the Wars. Right. Right. So there's your first little bit of parody piece. Right. right. And apparently it's sweeping the nation, right, even right down to the sheep farmers in Christchurch. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Everybody wants it in any form, vinyl, yeah. Yeah. USB. Even the artist crew down in Wellington. Streaming. Yeah, they love it, right? They love it. So they're all singing it. Top and, of the mountain. And the Kardashians that, that, that <laughs> occupy the foot of our mountains, yeah. they not having a bar of it, right? Okay. So one of their smart fans... Because they've got a bit of arrogance and hubris. A little bit. <laughs> did a parody called Up the Pars. Okay. Right? And then when Penrith inevitably succeeded, as they did very comfortably against the Warriors, yes. 
the Panthers passed posted on their Kardashian Instagram page picture of them celebrating yeah. with the Up the Pars parody Pretty of the parody. Version, though, wasn't it? Yeah, playing, right? So a parody of a parody. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the Warriors were suitably insulted and there were high-level discussions and to their credit, Penrith took it down. But when you hear what the Pars is all about, you can understand why the Warriors okay, were upset. Okay, listen, yeah. So these are your polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. Poly, multiple, uh, cyclic, they're cycle, they've got these rings. Aromatic, they're aromatic benzene rings for the most part. Compounds, that's the polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. That's Oppenheimer, right? Oppenheimer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Explain to you what's, what's going on with the, uh, the warriors. And, and to have you know, your polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons yeah. in the discussion yeah. of your rugby league team, I've been insulted too. Me too. Now, let's, let's break it down again. Brisbane 26, Melbourne nil. They both go on. Brisbane have a rest. Yes. Go back to the preliminary final. Mm-hmm. Okay. Melbourne get the next game. Melbourne have to right, fight tough. And everybody said after the game, they're done, they're, they're cooked, they're no good, they're no more. But, and then we get to another, the next two games are with you on knockouts, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we get to Cronulla Sutherland, who demanded a home game where they, because of the toxic swamp and the necessary reven- renovations that are going on, they only had 12,500 people capabilities, correct? This is an interesting point, Stephen. And I know you're a bit of a victim of the home ground uh, phenomenon in round, in round one of the finals but yeah, look, why, why, not, why not get your average DJ at your home ground rather than the best in the world yeah exactly why, right why not you know as home flavour you know because you always know that when they, when you hear ACDC again that it's really home flavour isn't it you know <laughs> yes, <laughs> or the Rolling Stones God love them yes we're constantly reminded by Acor Stadium announcer Steve Allen about your credentials in DJing Stephen but uh, the uh, Peter Volandis in his wisdom opted for the home ground advantage in week one he talked up uh, what Wade Graham's position is is that they need a new stadium down at Shark Park, which I think they've been building for about the last 15 years. It's it's, it's a swamp, Chris. And and Volantis, toxic swamp, exactly. Volantis goes suburban heartland, dot, dot, dot. Was he there? I don't think he was there. Well, ScoMo used to go there. Well, I don't think anyone was there because I watched that game, Stephen, and there were empty seats everywhere. So that's the fear, isn't it? That's right. If you move it to even Combank or Alliance, they wouldn't fill it, would they? Well, it'd look bad on TV. Yeah, yeah. It didn't look that great on TV anyway. Uh, Are you also suggesting then that the Chooks don't travel? The fans? Are you saying that? I'm suggesting. Or were they not let in? Do they have fans? That'd yeah. be a, do they have fans? <laughs> Apparently, they're very big in the regional area, Chris. I talked about that. The, the Sydney, Sydney Roosters don't have fans, Stevens. They have acquaintances. <laughs> Colleagues. <Yeah. laughs> Associates. Yeah. Now, this has been billed as Rocky Part 5 because of the great comeback for oh, the Roosters. Oh, for courage. Eh? Now, you're, you've got an in with the Roosters, okay? So, yeah, yeah. despair at the beginning? So, the, basically, the, the game was like a movie. It had three acts, yeah. right? The initial commentary was Sutton. He's got it in for us. He's yeah. killing us. He's this, he's that, he's other. This is the riff. Then as the Sharks appear to be asserting their dominance and the Roosters were falling like nine pins. We yeah. lost Swatley at halftime. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we lost Manu to a hamstring. Uh, uh, Billy Smith, of course, not your Billy Smith. No, no, no. Uh, had sustained a la Sean broken. Kenny Dowell, a broken jaw. Sure, yeah. Right? But, 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 the, but the, the perseverance, the strength. The courage. The character. The yeah, courage. The valiant. Yeah, and uh, Robert wasn't shuffling the back line. He was just throwing all the cards up and seeing where they lay. <laughs> uh, we went from we're cooked, we're done, it's yeah. over, just as well. We need to do a root and branch review of the these season. Are, these are the experts, right? Right, that's act two. And then in act three, on, on the chat, is oh, yeah, what yeah. heroes, what, what a marvellous yeah. club. I'm so happy I support them. All that usual palaver. Oh, I'm suggesting that the, the local Cronulla DJ didn't play Rooster Man, a la village people. No. <laughs> didn't hear that one? No, the Doug Parkinson cover version. No, no. But what did you hear, Chris? Uh, I heard the voice, Stephen. You heard the voice, the voice to Parliament. I did. 
Now, the indigenous voice. The the voice campaign, the Yes campaign, yes. has paid for advertising, which is their right and their want. Yes. And on those electronic billboards that run along the fence. And don't let me anyone tell you Shark Park's not a modern facility. They've actually got now got electronic yeah. billboards. Yes. Right. You can bring those in, Christian. So what are they building where the club used to yeah, be? Yeah. That, that just, it looks like a, a treasury well, building you, you or something. You'd never say five-star Cronulla, would you? No. Word? No. no. So you have to say, what, three-star hotel that, accommodation or apartments. That monolith, it's going to really deter yeah, the players yeah. going forward. <laughs> But the voice was played. Now, there's a lot of narrative about whether the NRL should play politics, right? But this yeah. was home ground. So this was Cronulla taking a stand. Yes. yes. Because you know my campaign to get rid of that song along with... No, the, the voice. The horses. Oh, no, Chris. Horses, not the, not the voice. Horses, Seven not. Nation Army and Sweet Caroline. Yes, yes. I still feel when you quite rightly assume the mantle of NRL DJ... Mm. You'll be under instruction that you're not able to play that song. Sir. Well, we've got advice from Graham Richardson already, and you might say, "Is he still alive?" <laughs> Apparently, like in this, what's what's that uh, Simpsons future future Futurama? Futurama, yeah. Where the, they've got living people or a head of or part body part of, and Graham Richardson's in that sort of state, right? Somewhere. Uh, well, you know, delivering messages. In Futurama, President uh, Richard Nixon, Nixon is president of the world, and he's a head in a jar. Yeah, right. And, and, and Richard's had his travails, but I, sure I, I think he'd be good. He'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Are you thinking he might be uh, the AFL? new boss well no i i saw that <laughs> that could be that could be kochi i hear kochi yeah, yeah, yeah he'd be great wouldn't he? well you know i can't tell you i didn't watch sunrise he's a fa- <laughs> he's a favorite of everybody right he can be funny when he needs to be he's good with numbers yeah and people trust him and a good family man still. and a great family man exactly uh, but jeff kennett certainly spoken out against the politicization of the afl finals Stephen. so you so know. what you're saying is okay here's here's the government in power who's saying yes we agree with yes we're pushing forward this vote for you to have your say of course not telling you just allowing you to vote and then you've got all the sporting guys saying yes we support yes but then actually on the day you the yes campaign have to pay for the yes they don't get any free ride that's correct. Yeah. And I think equal opportunity for the no campaign. And I'm still... How's that going to look? Well, I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm like, still waiting. Because they don't have anything to say, do they? No, I mean, they certainly approach Gus Gould and Dennis Carnahan yeah. to see if they could li- license Dennis' song, which has Gus going, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, and they weren't able to come to terms. Yeah. But uh, it would be really interesting to see a battle of the songs come grand final time. Don't start us, Chris. We're not going to go there this year. No, no. No, we're not just yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, and then there was one final game, wasn't there, I think? Well, first of all, who won with the Chooks and the Roosters uh, the, uh, and, the, and, and the Sharks? By the agency of a Sam Walker field goal. And all you Sharks fans, it's been proven that Luke Keary was onside in the charge down. Right. Uh, 13 points to 12. So Nico Hines tried twice to get the field goal to yep. actually equal the score. Once was run down by Teddy. Once was run by, by Keary, the fastest man on the planet. Correct. He, okay. did, he, covered, he covered 15 metres in two seconds. You do the maths. Wow. wow. And... <laughs> Is it Rohan Browning? Look out. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Uh, and Nico, on re- on reflection, said, I should have stood a bit further back. He's a, it's a tough year for him, isn't it? Hasn't been great. Really tough year, and I feel for him. I do, you know. I don't feel for Canola Southern, though, at no, all. Ever. Yeah. No, ever, no. Yeah. And Craig Fitzgibbon, you know. A yeah. bit of Schadenfreude there, is there not? The other highlight is, of course, is everybody's uh, talking up Victor Radley. Victor Radley. Yeah, because he hasn't been sin bin since April. Right, and he also holds the record for the most sin bins with Latrell Mitchell this year. Yeah. Which now Latrell Mitchell's gone, Ski. Yeah, off yeah. for a hand operation, can't so play Victor for the kangaroos. So is hoping for a bit of red mist, or we're hoping for a bit of red mist in the next game against Melbourne. Say against your hopes, the Melbourne pump them. Yep. And Victor goes with 10 minutes to go. Well, He got the record. At least I can get the record. Most send-offs in but a year. But they're saying... Red mist, bring it on. He hasn't been bin since the Anzac Day game in April, Stephen, because right. he's found... A, the love of a good woman. Oh, can't argue with that. Which is a panacea for yeah. many troubled yeah. 
uh, young sports stars. Many men, men and women and say women. that. That's right. <laughs> um, some t- I guess it could be a Band-Aid. Uh, Kitty on the way. Kitty on the way. Tick, but, yeah. Right? Yeah. But more importantly, he's working with a spiritualist. Whoa. Called Velan. Velan the spiritualist. V-E-L-A-N, and they meditate together. What techniques are we talking? Something radical here? Breathing. Yeah, <laughs> radical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Freddie's done that, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, find your mantra. That'll, that'll cost you. Yeah. yeah. So I believe that they, it sometimes in the sort of lotus position for an hour, just chant, no sin bin, <laughs> no sin bin. And it's so effective, you wonder why the rooster's budget didn't extend for Veland and JWH. Chris, that, that is very hopeful stuff. But I, I would like to see... I guess Veland goes, I'm not a miracle worker. No, exactly. <laughs> Veland. Veland. And Veland, if you're out there, please come it on the like show. sounds like something you find at Luna Park, doesn't it? In a sideshow. <laughs> Veland, the healer. Well, you know, it's one of those booths, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. the fortune teller. You put, put a dollar in, you dollar, lose your dollar. dollar Let's go on and he comes and, out and says, you know... And Veland goes, you won't get breathe. binned. But you won't win the grand final. No. Now, look, we've got a whole biting incident. You want you want to refer that to the next section? Well, why don't we go to a song to set the mood, Stephen, and then okay. let's get into let's get our teeth into the biting incident. Let's do that. Chris, that's not a very nice sentiment. I don't even think the Screaming Jets would lower themselves to that level of sentiment. I'll bite your face off, Alice Cooper. Stephen. A different time. Well, Stephen, there's a big bad world out there that you, with your cloistered and sheltered existence, haven't experienced. This is Anthony Hopkins-style stuff, right? Yeah, and I remember being in the United States when the storied basketball commentator and other sports commentator, Marv Albert, was done uh, for um, hiring someone for um, purposes of pleasure. Yes. Uh, uh, and Does anybody ever hire you, Chris? Yeah, and and you you want <laughs> no, I'm I'm I'm, de- I'm definitely in the paying, not the payer. To, and uh, uh, and I, I think the correct description of this professional sex worker was transvestite. Okay. And is this in the S and M territory? Well, so what happened? The leather and what stuff happened is, is that they raised allegations that he was biting them on the back, and that was unsolicited, right? Right, right. So they, this, they, they pay, pay people to cup you, now, yeah. Don't and, they? And, and I guess his <laughs> argument, though, no, that was part of the commercial transaction. So it does go on. Yeah. And <laughs> and interestingly, he was sort of suspended from his duties at NBC, and eventually welcomed back after due penance, because like every other sport endeavor, redemption is 
possible. And he was brought onto the Dave Letterman show. <laughs> and Letterman's first question was, Marv, what the hell were you thinking? Right. And Marv sort of pauses, looks to the sky and goes, well, Dave, I guess you could say I was going through my experimental period. <laughs> That's what James Graham said when he bit bloody Billy Slater's ear off, right? We'll go Mike through. Tyson did it. Why can't I do it? It's a phase. On Evander Holyfield. And we will go through some of the great biters in rugby league history okay, given right. this week, Stephen. But in my view, I've always said this, and I was, I was there, Stephen. You probably were. The Australian, not just the rugby league public, but the Australian public in general fell in love with James Graham the moment he took a chomp out of Billy Slater's ear. In a grand final. Because uh, you, you couldn't think of... Does it get any better? You couldn't think of anyone more deserving... No, no. <laughs> ...of a nip on the lobe than... Billy. And it, oh, and it, wow. And, of course, it, it trawls up all the great arguments about what is the lowest act in any sport. And in rugby league, generally, you get uh, biting and you get cruel grabbing like Marty Bella did. Yep. Uh, you get pulling of hair, which seems to be a thing, but not really that painful. Oh, yeah. It was interesting in the NRLW fixture last week, the Dragons and the Sharks, local derby, Steve, and a couple of hair pulling incidents. So it's it's already got into the NRLW. But the uh, venerable Gus Gould last night said on 100% footy. Did you say venerable? Venerable. venerable. Uh, he said, there are three things that players don't go go. Biting, yeah. gouging, and Gouge. squirrel gripping. Squirrel gripping. And Michael Shamus, the journo, turned immediately to Gal and go, Gal, I've never bitten anyone. He goes, no, 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 I've never bit anyone. He goes, well, I've never gouged anyone. I might have bit a couple of people. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. the, the peptides will do that to you. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and also, <laughs> and, and also um, what Ac- was... Acne as well. What was the said body part doing in the mouth in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> What's it doing in the mouth? So Jack Whiten, who's moving to South Sydney, may cop a fine, allegedly bit Tyson Gamble. What, what a great name, Tyson Gamble, isn't it? Yeah, well, cop a fine. I mean... He's potentially looking at weeks, Stephen. Caught between a rock and a set of teeth, right? And to Canberra's credit, Don Furner says, we'll defend the kitty even though he's going to the accursed rabbits. Yeah. Why don't we start with listening to the audio yeah. where you hear Tyson make the allegation and what Jack had to say yeah, and please. referee Ashley Klein. Quick. He's been bit me. Look at my face. Come over here. Yeah, that's a hey. Jerry, I've got an allegation of a bite. Say, so, yeah, are you going through with this or...? That's slobber, that's not sweat. He pushed his arm in. Look at that. Hey, sir. I'm going to put on a call. He's on the back of my head. He pushes down. What am I meant to do? Is there a bite or there's... There's a bite, mate. Hey, bit me. Hey, I can't move my mouth. He's got to move his arm. Well, I mean, yeah, it's slobber. I get it. Yeah, that's not sweat. That's a a bite, mate. He bit me. Not bad line, though, is it? He bit me. I mean, the niggles are the pushing and the shoving. I love that stuff. This is, this is I think, uh, Jack White. If I can get somebody else off the game, or is this Tyson speaking? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that might be Tyson, actually. Yeah. But the, it's interesting because, obviously, Whiten has um, run the defence along. And what else could I do? His arm was in my mouth, et cetera, et cetera. He needed to move his arm. I couldn't move my mouth. Yeah. Uh, so it is the variation of the classic, uh, what was his arm doing there in the first place? Right. Unfortunately, we're going to record this, Stephen, before the judicial hearing. But it's going to be interesting because Tyson, who himself has been a little bit of a loose unit over his career at the Tigers and the Broncos and the like, and finally... he's a larrikin. No, he's a larrikin. That's why they hate him now. They love him at Newcastle. It's an unlikely combination, Hastings and Gamble as a premiership winning halves combination. But stranger things have happened. Yeah, and he's, he's riding the great wave of Newcastle onto the future, isn't he? Yeah, and he, he said something I think will go down in rugby league law yep. when he said... Everything's an accident, which is a terrific defence for everyone else going. That's physics, Chris. Like Seb Chris with the, you know, the spear tackle. Everything's an accident. Yeah, yeah. So he's not prepared to pursue it, right? And my concern is that the fact that Tyson Gamble now seems to be vouching for Jack White and could lead to a life ban for Jack. 
Right, and, it's, and Jack also came out and said, I'll wear it if it's true. And I know a lot of people think I'm a bit of a grub, but I'll wear that name tag if it helps the team. Okay. <laughs> so how low can you do you want to go to win, you know, to help the team? Okay. What do you think? Did you see the incident? Uh, You've heard it. No, no, I didn't really see it. I saw it. I mean, there was a, a hue and cry. He's got to go. He's got to be sent off. Uh, like poor old Ashley Werner was from the Brisbane Broncos. The referees were confident. But on the video evidence and on the – this is the interesting thing because the teeth marks, there was one row. Right, now, it normally now, takes two to bite. That's up, upper and lower mandible, doesn't it? That, correct. And I mean, I've had a look at Jack White, and he's definitely got a lower set. Right? <laughs> he's not chinless. And, and, and talking about venerable, Gordy Tallis went on the radio and sort of demonstrated biting on his hand and pushing pressure on his hand and saying mm. that the teeth marks last longer yeah. when pressure was put on his self-inflicted bite rather than when he attempted to bite himself. Is this on Fox Sport? No, this is on the radio. On the radio. So he realised that <laughs> Imagine that was, it. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. So he went on NRL 360 last night and recreated it. Of course, of course. <laughs> Stop at nothing. What a great journalist he is. It's, it's investigative journalism at its best. Chris, uh, I mentioned we didn't have any uh, Mad Monday antics really to speak of last week. Well, there's a few come through, and it's not just the players, is it? I think the night CEO had a crack at a joke. You want to tell us? Well, this is really interesting, and uh, are we comfortable... Saying the joke on air, Stephen, because most media outlets have decided not to. This is fire up, Chris. Okay, let me let me let me try and um, uh, present it to you as dispassionately as possible. <laughs> you didn't say it, Chris. You're just the messenger. Remember so, that he was the Knights CEO, correct? So CEO Phil Gardner from the Knights has yeah. copped a fair bit of criticism as being much better at running licensed premises than running a rugby league club. Yeah, and um, he completely misinterpreted the mood in the room. It was an awards night. It was the awards yeah. night, and it wasn't their Mad Monday because hello, the Knights are still in the finals. <laughs> We're jumping the gun, Chris, right. are we? <laughs> and 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 in Phil's world, world, oh, you know, it's the awards night. This is a sort of hyper masculine game. We'll go a bit blue. And it, the awards like, were being hosted like, by Lara Pitt. Right? Like, like a good MC, he has a great joke about the event itself and how to handle it, right? Correct. <laughs> and so he opened up with, a good speech should be like a woman's skirt. Uh-oh. Long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to keep you interested. <laughs> right, this is the Barry Hampton's character, right? Yeah. And in fact, <laughs> um, let's listen to the reaction in the room. Yeah, right. That went down well. Now, Chris, you've gone like that in a couple of cases. We won't go into those jokes right now, will we? No, but no. Uh, he bombed. Yeah. Many people Mad Monday try little hijinks. And one of them was our wonderful Valentine Holmes, of course, went to America and did not succeed and came back again. And he was photographed himself for his own Instagram page, or was photographed by a mate, uh, with a little plastic bag, a little baggie of white substance in his teeth. Yeah. And a, I think a bottle of beer or something. Yeah, it's can be. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> it is so funny. That never ceases to amaze me. Well, it's it? a classic prank, Stephen. And uh, we all remember with great fondness on the Harbour Cruise, Sean Lane, who was playing for Manly, now plays for the Parramatta Reels, yeah. posted something similar, a little short video. Yeah. The first thing about this, because Valentine now is you know, talking, he's talking to the integrity unit. Yes, he yeah. <laughs> I think it's more like being interviewed by the... It's like the police. They can't prove it, can they? <laughs> That's right. It could be a joke. In terms of what's in the bag. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah. is running the classic Sean Lane prank offence. Yeah. It, what, I, I, he said, I don't even know what the white powder was. Can you imagine? I'm in my kitchen. Uh, do I have one of those little baggies? Not really. Well, I go, hello, here's one here. Um, I'll just fill it with white you know, sugar or something and make a joke and put it on Instagram. It's incredibly funny. He's he's he, and I think there's also a deep political comment about the war on drugs. Ah, yes. And the mindset, which is he's saying, it, decriminalise it so they can take away the, the actual mafia network. The exactly right. Yeah, right. He says, you know, the the, the, the harm that the organised crime is uh, wreaking on our is 
uh, the health issues are able to be managed. Yeah. There was a lot in this photo. Yes. Uh, and, of course, it is their equivalent of post-game celebration. So he might have had a couple of those cans of beer. Right. But what really fascinates me first is... Who are these people who sit in their rooms probably with a thousand screens up monitoring every player's social media? Because yes, yes. the image that was up there for a fleeting minute or two. They get a ping and alert. And they get a ping and it's it, yeah. it, gone. Right. And, uh, you know, so there are all the variations, Stephen. There's yep. the, the lane, it's a prank defence. Yep. There's the Storm's... Chris Smith, Brandon Smith, uh, Cameron Munster defence was... Yes. I was too shit-faced to know. <laughs> we were so smashed. What was it? Where could did it, had to get there? Could have been anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it could have been bug what, what powder. About, what about the boys under the Canberra nightclub camera? <laughs> no argument there, Your Honour. No, no. Their, their argument was, we're New Zealanders yeah. being offered a, an offering by an, Austra- an Australian Cultural. in the context of the test match. It would have been rude yes, to, to have refused. To back, yeah. It would have been an international incident yeah, if we knocked yeah. it back. And then you got the Reese Walsh approach, you know, your Barishnikov approach, which was, remember, he was asked to leave the premises on a Gold Coast nightclub mm-hmm. and returned an hour later. And the yeah. police said, didn't we ask you to leave? And he goes, officer, that's correct. And by the way, <laughs> by you, the should, way. <laughs> you should know. Check my pocket. What I have yeah. in my possession. Man, there's something very endearing about that bloke, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that he t- you know, swore at the referee and then said, I'm sorry, I did it, you're right. You know? <laughs> no, no, he didn't actually say that. He Not said that he was time. swearing at his captain. Yeah, but then he later called on, his captain yeah. of Michael Lucking Car, Michael Hunt. I think it's an exercise in evolution. <laughs> Every week he's growing and he's getting faster and better. Uh, Including morally and ethically too. Until Suafar Logo came on for the storm. Now, Chris, it's not just Val Holmes, but uh, St George, and this is a long story. We'll get back to it in a minute about the uh, the immigration hostel accommodation for uh, many of the struggling immigrants that came out to build this country down where the centre of excellence is going to be. Do you want to touch upon it now? No, well, we'll get back to that. Well, now. I think we should come back to that in yeah, a moment. Yeah. Okay. Now, Aaron Woods. Yes. He's got a new career, obviously, in media. He's been shifted around for a number of teams. I don't know how he gets a job, but there you go. Good luck to him. Uh, on their Mad Monday, he went as Alan from The Hangover. Hilarious. Now that that's And he had a baby, a little fake baby. So that's pretty funny, but no Tiger. We hope. No Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> no getting punched out, you know. Uh, but others went as also part of that team. There's also um, Jason Saab went as Spider-Man. Novel, you know. Where do I go? Costume shop. Do, Spider-Man. Do, do they walk? Does Jason Saab... Who's had his troubles with the, uh, the internet and Twitter this year, or X as we should call it now? Um, does he walk in in the Spider Man suit and everyone go, oh, mate, that's sensational? That's never, How good is this? We'd never even thought of Spider Man! It could have been the Phantom or Superman, <laughs> but that's Spider Man. And he goes, boys, I'm just here to party. Look, Marvel gets a run. Marvel, <laughs> oh, thank God. Marvel gets a run. And also, apparently, uh, uh, there's a couple of members uh, Guy Ritchie's film, The Gentleman. Uh, they dress up in that. See, I, I, that, that disappoints me, Stephen. Yeah. Because, let's face it, Guy Ritchie, he's an auteur. Yeah. And who's seen The Gentleman? I certainly haven't. Why wouldn't you have gone as uh, Madonna and her Italian male co-star on Swept Away? The great Guy Ritchie vehicle about two yeah. people, yeah. two people who come from different side of the tracks and Not different tracks. views <laughs> and are thrown together on yeah. a, d- a deserted island yeah. with a shipwreck yeah. and have a guess what happens next. Well, I can't guess, but no, I'd have to no. see the movie. <laughs> Sharing and caring. That's right. Good on you. Well, Canterbury-Bankstown, of course. So where do they finish up during this uh, competition? 15th. 15th. They were pretty poor. Hmm. Pretty poor. Cameron Sorrello was the uh, man who walks on water. He came over to save the club with Gus Gould's uh, uh, mentorship. Wasn't to be, was it, Chris? They're, they're, no. they're still, and, still building Starlake 13 at the moment over there. That's at how hard. The, the, the man is so hard. It's so tough. They're getting ready for next he, year. Even the ghost of Tommy Rodonikas has left. He can't stand <laughs> it. It's too hard for him. Uh, so what does he do? He snubs the usual Mad Monday stuff, and they do a good deed. 
Yeah, where did they go? Well, they went to a restaurant in Asheville called the Loaves and Fishes. Mm. You can see the angle coming, can't you, Chris? And it's part of the Bill Cruz Foundation where they look after the locals who are hard up and need a feed. You know, it's a little bit like Oz Harvest. It's a great cause. And all the players, they learn humility. They learn that others are worse off than their $450,000 contract per year. Mm-hmm. You know, so it brings them down to reality again and no Mad Monday. So, of course, they're well remembered for their Harbourview Hotel incident from a few years back. Oh, with Sweet Caroline and the cupping of testicles and yes, things like oh, that. Yeah. A lot of nudity. In, in public view. Yeah, uh, Marcello Montoya. <laughs> if you're looking up from the rocks. Ma- Ma- Marcello Montoya going close to throwing up in the skip, but not quite getting there. Right. So you're right. They go and do the loaves and fishes, helping people who are more disadvantaged than themselves. And it's really, Seraldo realised that the doing of the good, the feeding, the clothing, is going to help them. But what what really helped these boys was a bunch of disadvantaged people come up and giving them a gobful about how bad they are. <laughs> well, I noticed they went to Asheville. They didn't know how to County Bankstown. <laughs> well, it's close enough. Nearly I mean, not, yeah. they didn't go to... Be- you're right, they didn't go to Belmore or anything. Like two, <laughs> they two in the, they in didn't the go to hard, hardcore south the belly. Where, where people are dying every night of the week. <laughs> and they really heard it from these people. Yeah, that's right. So they're looking forward to better times. Right, right, right. And they're looking for a gun handy as well. <laughs> Now, Flano, Flanagan. Your yeah, saviour. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's here to rebrand and reboot what is the most prideful jersey in the competition. Chris, I just said that. Did you? Because South can just suck on it. Well, the, the South have trademarked the pride of the league. Phrase. So they keep saying, <laughs> so, I, I haven't seen it legally. And they were here in 1908. Well, you they began were, in 1921, St. George. I'm going to say it again, Chris. Hmm? Okay, yes, they've yes, won more competition than anybody, but 11 years in a row. Yeah, yeah. No one's touching him, no one will touch yeah. him. And there was pride in the jersey, big yeah. red V. Yeah. That's lapsed. Yeah. Thanks very much. And we could name him, well, we started Steve Price, we could even start at uh, uh, the greatest coach of all, you know, onwards. Since Bennett. Since Bennett. It's been a very dire time. But Flano's got plans. He's back. He's back. And he's, okay, first number one, he's going to shift one home training session to Cogra. Now, let's face it, Cogra have let the team down full stop anyway. The local car, uh, council charged them a foot and, a, a foot and an arm for, to use the local stadium, even though it's all built because of St. George, you know. Well, at least it was just a foot and an arm. If it was an arm and a leg, that would have been over the top. So there's some restraint there. All toes in. All yeah. toes, all right. Fingers as well. Uh, and then you go to the Taj Mahal. What a sad-looking place that is, you know. It's all graveyards around that area now, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I used to love driving down Prince Highway and seeing Keith Lord. You'd salute, right? Yeah, and, and Keith Lord Furniture. <laughs> Proud retail outlet. Yeah. And it's just now it's And just then they went to All You Can Eat, whatever that was. <laughs> Sizzler. And now it's a kindergarten, which is great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, kids got to go somewhere. But it does feel a bit like a ghost town. and Just drive straight on through, buddy. Very little life in Cogra. Yeah. So this is his first step yeah, to yeah. bringing a little bit of life back to that part of the joint venture. Yeah, so they go up one... Well, because there are players, like, even like Ben Hunt, I think, who live in Sydney. And the point being is it is a Sydney team first before it merged with the... Illawarra team, who of course no longer exist really except in name on the jersey, as we know. It's the Wind Corporation on the other side. I know, contentious, I know. But, so one game back training. Nice. Okay. And Tip. then, of course, the government tipped in $40 million for a centre of excellence. And we know how that goes, don't we, Chris? It always goes a particular way. You can build it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll win, Stephen. No, but unbeknown to anybody, they're going to move much like that famous heritage house in Parramatta to make way for the new powerhouse and then realised they couldn't remove it after. They pulled it apart. Oh, no, go. So there are some heritage-listed huts housed post-war two migrants that remain untouched after community backlash over their proposed relocation to make way for the NRL High Performance Centre. Oh, it's a high performance centre, not an excellent centre. All right. Okay. That's your first problem. High <laughs> performance, okay. I hope it's as high as the others, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for the new St. George Illawarra uh, facility, which is part of the University of Wollongong. And everyone said, no, nah, you can't touch those 
migrant hostels. Their, their heritage is listed. So what did they have to do for Mad Monday? Because <laughs> <laughs> all, 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 all the bedding was there. What do they call it? The platform for building a building? They put all the foundations Foundations, in. that's right. Yeah. They even started installing things like the spas and the whirlpools and the rehab. Had they got that far? Yeah. I thought it was only the bit of wood and the string. <laughs> so forget feeding the homeless. The St. George Illawarra players are actually brick by brick. Singlets, shorts. Dis- dis- yeah, yeah. Tradey look. Wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrow. And move your shit 50 metres back. Min- <laughs> Don't knock down those things. So it's a bit of a, a, a bumpy start for the yeah. COE at the U of W, but they're moving it and yeah. keeping those huts. You see? And am I right in thinking that those heritage huts are where Vander and Young first arrived? If only, Chris. If only. I think they're in Sydney. Uh, But we're losing our Sydney connection, and uh, perhaps uh, Flano's got a whole lot of ideas, including playing at least one or two games at Allianz Stadium in Sydney to celebrate the cricket ground home ground that I grew up with. Have you just made that up? No, no. We've been talking to powers of B. Oh, have you really? They're not listening. Right, because I think that this could be the potential salvation of your club, Stephen, which has been recurrently identified this year as less than a basket case or below <laughs> Officially. Be- below a basket case. And trust me, I know where you're you know dwelling. You know how that feels, don't you? Yeah. Is that Flano has come in and he's an ideas man. Like he's prepared to Big experiment. He's, yeah. pre- he's prepared to um, put a cocktail of things together yeah. in the name of success, right? <laughs> and he's come up with a revolutionary concept here, yes. a brand that's going to drive your organisation forward finally in the Back 21st the century. Yeah, It's called the Dragon's Way. The Dragon's Way. Yeah. Now, I thought there was already the Rooster's Way, yes, yes, yes. but there's room for more than one way, Stephen. I, and, go on. Well, I think Flanner's harder yeah. than Trent. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a harder man, tougher man. Yeah, so he's more in the... Um, Seraldo basket, not as hard as Seraldo, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> than the Robinson basket, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and not and harder than Fitzgibbon because that didn't work well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's certainly more strident than Webster. We need a we need a wall poster. Yeah. Uh, we got a song, haven't we? Yeah, well, not quite because oh. what I wanted to say, the Dragon Way, in relation to the Dragon Way, yeah. it's about the way you um, train, yep. the way you play, the way you walk, the way you talk, and what it's tapping into, Stephen. Yeah is that the Dragon's Way under Flano, it's not bricks and mortar. It's not Wollongong. It's not Cogra. No. It's a state of being wherever you are. <sighs> not even a state of mind, a state of being. That's right. Yeah. And you said this is because of all that sustained success in the 60s. The yeah. Dragons are now like the Manchester United. They've got fans all over the globe, right? Yes, yes, yes. And the kiddies need a lesson. Right. The only reason they played there was because Match of the Round was played at the cricket ground every right. weekend, right. every so, weekend. So your option now yeah. is the gleaming new Allianz statement. The, the and stadium how, for and the how much has that been used this final season? So Not far? enough. Not at all. So <laughs> this could be the gateway because just by being at Allianz, you're still a dragon yep. and you might be able to get a decent pie and a piece of chicken that wasn't uh, cooked during the Keating administration. I had one bite, Chris, <laughs> down at Cogger. One bite. I thought, you're kidding me, aren't you? What are they trying to do? To- are they trying to kill the fans as well? <laughs> Dragon's Way, it's the way to be, Stephen. Yes, indeed. And uh, this state of mind, we hope to see more from Flano. There was an old coach called Shane O'Flanagan No one thought he'd coach in the NRL again Next year he'll coach the St. George Illawarra Dragon Men Dear old Shane O'Flanagan's come back again His head coaching started at Cronulla in 2010 But he got suspended cause of dodgy supplements He wasn't supposed to communicate with any of the players then But in 2014 Flanagan came back again 
upset by some referee shenanigans He said he didn't want to be fined ten grand again Then he calmly ranted about Ashley Klein again Poor old Shane O'Flanagan fined thirty grand in 2016 they won the premiership But two years later he was deregistered again Cause when he was suspended he was legally communicating Poor old Shane O'Flanagan stood down again He started doing commentary on Fox Sports But then he always sounds miserable So maybe that's not for him The NRL said they might let him coach again Dear old Shane O'Flanagan might coach again George Illawarra are a messed up cataclysm Ain't nobody wants to wind up coaching them Jason Ryle skip town to get away from them But dear old Shane O'Flanagan's come back again The Dragons were asked for a release by their captain Ben Hunt Cause he was tired of losing games with them Shane O'Signed up to coach and George Illawarra Then talked Ben Hunt into not running away from them now Shadow's taken over, thrown a cat among the pigeons The dragons will be training at Conference Jubilee again He started teaching players and he signed his son again Dear old Shane O'Flanagan is back again Kyle and Shane O'Flanagan are back again That is the greatest pub sing-along song I've ever heard, Chris I reckon the dragons are on their way again And thanks go to Dennis Carnahan His show, Rugby League the Musical mm-hmm. On at the Bridge Hotel in Roselle September 26th through 29 Or, yeah, you know September 30th. Yeah, yeah. So 25 through 29. So Monday through Friday leading right. up to the grand would final. You, would you say it pips the dismissal musical? Yes, I went to some of the dismissal musical some of the last, <laughs> last Friday. I mean, it's a concept. I love it. And it definitely, well, me too. Um, there's one thing, Stephen, there's That's the what, idea. Yeah. Then there's the execution. execution yes, yes, uh, so yeah, catch, catch Dennis the show. I'm going on the second night, which is the 26th. So it's okay. 25 through 29. Love to see people there. I think he's just slightly re- reworked that song to acknowledge that uh, the the other great Flano initiative is signing Kyle Flanagan. You must be over the moon. <laughs> I was hoping, Chris, that this, this, we wouldn't get to that level, you know. I mean, really? Really? Your son? We've now got three. I mean, we have to play Cat Stevens' father and son at some stage. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've got three coaches yeah. and their sons at Brisbane, Penrith and Dragons. And maybe Flano's, maybe he's looked and said, who are the two best teams? Yes. This is the magic You see, ingredient. man of ideas. Absolutely. This could be the magic touch. I won't say another bad word about Kyle for the rest of the year, okay? Until okay. we get to the grand final. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, I think uh, um, Shane Flanagan has really got a lot to live up to when it comes to great ideas and great thinkers. And Trent Robinson is one of those very men. You know that, Chris. I've always said that. He's a genius. He's beyond genius. I don't even understand how he thinks. Now, he's come up with a thing called the League of Roosters. What the hell is the League of Roosters? Well, or, let, that, or is that a politis <laughs> initiative? It's a Roosters initiative. Roosters initiative. And basically it says to any rugby league organisation anywhere in the world, yeah. just send us an email and say you're prepared. Yeah. And this is not a, a trivial thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're prepared to wear the Roosters colours and the Roosters emblem. Yeah. And they'll send you goodie bags to the, Chris, uh, the cows. When I was a young boy and um, man landed on the moon, I had a track shoot, but I actually sent in a form. I don't think it was to NASA, but it may have been. Uh, I didn't get the address remembered uh to get a patch to applicate to put on my my tracksuit yep with the official apollo 11 logo you know with yes. the, with the eagle on the moon with the with the snake in its mouth etc armstrong's aldrin armstrong aldrin collins that's the one and that may be one a, a boy of space forever i'm in so 
it's that little touch yes. that, and, and this is the, the the genius of the Roosters. By the way, hmm. last week marked the sad passing of Marilyn Lovell, Jim Lovell's wife, uh, the commander of the stricken Apollo Thirteen. That's a touch. And, and she nice. she famously, when all the media were you know somewhat ghoulishly on her front yard. She, yes, from the movie. From the movie, got it. Yeah. Get off my lawn, will you? <laughs> so, so if you like the Cobar Roosters who were playing their grand final last weekend, having beaten Narromine and were playing Golgon, they had to travel eight thousand kilometres or something during the season. Yeah. So they've signed up to the League of Roosters. Right. Um, I'm watching the Harley Quinn cartoon where they talk about uh, Lex Luthor runs the Legion of Doom. It's got a very similar. similar feel. Feel what do they offer, Chris? Well, they give you, yeah. and this is like it's hang like on, a goodie bag. Right? Hang on now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Membership offers, yeah. whatever that is. Fundraising opportunities. In other words, you can put on a fundraiser and send the profits to the Sydney Roosters. Yeah. Uh, signed jerseys, game day ticket offers. Yeah. This is terrific. You know, you're out in Narromine or something or Coonabarabran and they say, oh, it's two tickets to Allianz this weekend. <laughs> uh, Who's in, got the petrol money? In conclusion, inclusion in the Roosters community news, who knew there was such a thing? And I want to subscribe. But this is the best one, Stephen. You get personalised video messages, which is very much a modern phenomenon. It is. And have a listen. You normally you have to pay for that, Chris. That's right. And so this is what Trent said to Cobar Roosters as they were about to take on Gorgon at Billy Dunn Oval. Congratulations on making the grand final this weekend. I know you love rugby league. Mm. I know how far you've travelled over the last eight weeks to play the game that you love. Working hard during the week and playing on the weekend. I just want to say thanks from a rugby league man to another. Well done. Go hard this weekend. Represent the roosters strongly. So you can't put a price on that, Chris. That's code. Yeah. This is definitely some sort of cult. I think that oh. uh, Politis has got interest in all sorts of potential mining opportunities yeah, yeah. and agrarian <laughs> opportunities, and he's got he has to have people on the ground. Yes, yes. Right. Yes. So sign up to the roosters in his pocket, because Chris, I was going to say to you, uh, when you think of the rooster way, right, which is before the League of Roosters and before the Dragons yeah. way. Now they 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 would carry on like a bunch of pork chops at uh, the Icebergs. We know, you know, uh, there's a number of pubs and restaurants down in Double Bay now that take. And route, you yes. know. Uh, they probably go as far as Paddington hotels. Uh, they uh, fine grain fed beef, etc. Uh, regional. I suppose it's got to come from the farm somewhere. I suppose there's that. Well, but what other connection is there? Well, this is really interesting because suddenly they're appealing to the regions. Yeah. They're playing trap music at their That's home games. That's where they games, grow wine, yes. Right? So they've got to get to other markets, right? So the Roosters' connection through League of Roosters goes to Cobar, Baradine, Binaway, Coonabarabran, Coonamble, Dunidoo, Gulgandra, Golgon, and Narromine. I've been everywhere, man. Yep. It stretches from Cobar in the southwest to yeah. Gulgong in the east, Baradine in the north. If you actually draw lines between those townships, what do you get? a pentagram. <laughs> I know it's no mudgy. They haven't got mudgy yet. <laughs> hey, Chris, you want some happy news? Please. I no, need some happy like, news, Stephen. Like, we talk about some of the happiest places in the world. I know McDonald's have tried to sort of corner that sort of marketplace as well, kiddies playgrounds, et cetera, et cetera. But what's really, 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 really great news is Paul Kent. Oh, yes. Paul Kent. He's got a job. Now, why doesn't he have a job right now? Uh, there are allegations of assault that he's uh, um, dealing with through the court system soon. Right. Until when? November or something? I think his hearing might be next month. Maybe. Right. So uh, he needed a cash flow. Because Fox turned off the siphon, yeah? As did the Murdoch Press, yep. Of course they did. He's now working for, what it says here, for the Manning's Funeral Parlour in Sydney's Roselle. He's driving a hearse, Chris. Is he? Yeah. Now, famous hearse, um, hearse drivers, I mean, Lurch used to drive something similar to a hearse, didn't he? But they're not the funniest men in the world, are they? Well, the Munsters had a hearse as their family <laughs> car. They did, it yeah. was It was their <laughs> Commodore. But so Paul Kent, of course, and I'm being facetious here about being funny, perfect. Yeah, look, you know, it's sensitive matters, Stephen, and everybody has to get on and their allegations, and uh, I trust the court system to work them out appropriately. But, but you know what? Of course, the other drivers weren't that funny, so they brought in someone to lighten the mood a bit. 
Just, I mean, again, I, I read it that he was driving limos. Well, that's what it says here. It says, Kent is now reported to be working as a part-time limousine driver for Manning's Funerals. What else do they drive? Do they drive limousines as well as... Well, I think there's probably two aspects. You've got to transport... I think the they've bro- got a fleet of cars there. You've got to transport the bereaved. <laughs> And then if you do well in the job and you hit the certain marks, you get yeah. to drive the hearse. Like, oh, it's just okay. like a, it's a step up. Right, right. But, I mean, the, the, this does... I mean, we're not trying to make light of the, the situation he's in, oh, no, Stephen. No, no, no. But it does give me a concern that I might order an Uber now. <laughs> Suddenly Paul Kent turns up. Yeah. How, how you been, Paul? Yeah, how you been, Paul? How's it going, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, that's happy news. Uh, I'd also like to say... Um, there is, um, an, uh, well, we farewell Mitchell Pierce. We do. Yeah, Mitchell's announced sad. his something like it was very upbeat. It was going, hey guys, yeah. I'm quitting rugby league. Oh, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to bring a trophy to Catalans yeah. and uh, transform French rugby league, which is, let's face it, has been in the doldrums yeah, since yeah, yeah. the Four Musketeers in the fifties. Puig or Bear, you know, it's been a long fallow yeah. period for the French. But Fire Up certainly misses him. Yeah, the, we do remember the Rivers of Grog, the Mitchell Pierce libraries, the libraries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Bella, yeah. may she Bella, rest in peace. Oh God, yeah, yeah. what a storied career. So many great stories. What <laughs> a terrific guy. So um, and Redem- Hopefully, is his uh, absolutely. And finally, well, Stephen, there's a little tournament going on in France. Yes, um, and we've been told to back off the particular code involved. You know, we've been giving it too hard a time. So, whatever the World Cup is over there, I'm not going to touch it. But we do have a new segment, Stephen, and it's AFL quote of the week. That's a solid intro, Chris. It's a great intro. And get on YouTube where Dolly Parton and Chris Christopherson are in a duet. And uh, sadly, I believe Chris Christopherson's not well, Stephen. And I'm, I'm a big fan of his work. Nothing stopping Dolly, though. No, Dolly is just... Dolly's out there with... Uh, powering who? along. Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr. I mean, is it Peter Frampton? Is it Eric Clapton? Is it... Who is it? She's with all of them in this brand new album called Rock and Roll or whatever it's called. Have you had the joy of seeing Dolly perform live? Never, Chris. She's terrific. I bet she is. And she does do... Um, and she's rolled this joke out on many, many occasions because she's much loved by the yeah. gay community, right? And uh, is uh, often the subject of someone who dresses up to lip sync. And she goes, I once went myself personally and turned up and entered a Dolly Parton impersonation, impersonation contest and yeah. I ran third. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, who would you... Okay, I, I, left, left field here. Sure. Greatest songwriter, Dolly Parton or Barry Gibb? Barry Gibb mm. is being inducted in the Australian Songwriters Hall of Fame so this week, be. along with Dave Faulkner from we the Hula Gurus. Oh. And I can't go. It's next week because I'm going to Nick Mason's Source of Full of Secrets, right? Yes, the Emerald. Uh, I'll put this argument to you. And, of course, we, we claim him as ours. They were born in the Isle of Wight. They grew up and they made their career here. Yeah, and in Redcliffe. They're Dolphins boys. Yeah, Dolphins boys. Yeah. Yes. Is the Dolly in that terrific podcast series about What's Dolly? What's their theme song? Should be a Bee Gees song, shouldn't it? Uh, it absolutely. Absolutely. Hello. Uh, <laughs> my, my personal favourite Bee Gees, early one, Run To Me. Oh, yeah. I thought that'd be a great run. Okay. Yeah, you rework that. Yeah. Uh, Dolly uh, talked about how when she was in the cabin, she would write songs on and onto cassette, like she'd sort of sing them into cassettes. And she goes, she was not good with the archiving of it. Yeah. And it's possible that she wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You on yeah. the same night. Wow. So, same cassette. Yeah, so Dolly's yeah. definitely in the conversation. And connection. I don't know how I thought of this, but Islands in the Stream. Yes. Dolly singing it. 
Barry Gibb riding it. Hello. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, more collabs there. Right. Okay. But this is the <laughs> AFL. This is the <laughs> AFL quote of the week. So uh, their finals are on as well. You may not know this. Uh, I, I noticed they had bigger crowds than 12,500 people at <laughs> Cronulla. Hello. And look, you've got to admire... I admire that. ...their passion, yeah. right? The, the the vitriol that the fans scream at the umpires. I don't understand what their passion's for, though, no. Chris. I don't get that. I, just, I, really, I think, what? Well, hang on a second. Four sticks, right? <laughs> So there's no bar, no crossbar, no yeah. goalie, right? No, no knock-on. It's hard to think of another sport that rewards mediocrity, right? Like you miss the target, but we'll still give you a point. That's why it's so, fu- so much fun. It's egalitarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very Australian, Stephen. It's very Australian. Well, I'll give it that. Uh, but anyway, the Port Adelaide power, talking of Koshy, right. who might be surrendering his chairpersonship of the power to go run the AFL, oh. were up against the Brisbane Lions last weekend. And in the lead-up, Ollie Wines, one of the – and that's W-I-N-E-S, not with the A. Uh, one of the players said that... Uh, Ollie Wines of the Lions. Of, no, Ollie Wines of the Power. Oh, damn. Uh, he, he said, they were very impressed by their trip out to see Oppenheimer. Right? Oh, yes. <laughs> and yes. he says, Oppenheimer, yeah. it's a little bit about just how much work goes into something. And in the movie, it was the work to go into the atomic bomb yeah. that ended World War II. We are inspired by the making of that bomb. Chris, whatever drives your engine, floats your boat, gets you through the night, eh? Uh, they were beaten by the Lions 75 to 123. Yeah. That is our AFL quote of the week. And is there a question on this about the two codes playing in the, Brisbane on the same weekend? Is uh, that happening? Did I hear that? The, you're very yeah. much better in touch with the pulse of venues, Stephen, because mm-hmm. I know you're scrabbling for work there. And, and <laughs> that could well be the case. That means that you could potentially... Do both. Play two codes. Why not? One on Sunday, one on Friday or whatever. One on Saturday. Absolutely. Chris, one last thing. Yes, David. Some good news. Rodney Churchill's out, <laughs> right? And somehow they've gone back this brilliant idea of getting the original Church Churchill medal winners one after the other. And who have they got? Well, Sterlow first up. Now, what's that ad he eats where he eats them for slow motion? Oh, he, that's that's uh, is that DoorDash or that, Uber Eats or Menu Log? Isn't Sterlow great? It's one of them. I hope he recreates that on the night. <laughs> and he does the, he also does the double with uh, with Fatty. Um, Sterlow, who... Um, Still, like, take a tip from me. I mean, I got the knees replaced and I no longer look like the Harbour Bridge with my legs. Um, <laughs> Sturlow's the first candidate. And that was Rodney's initiative, to his credit. Good on him. And Michael Shamus uh, has done the mathematics and says, assuming that a multiple Churchill medal winner, might be like a Brad Clyde, for example, only presents on one occasion, yes. Dylan Edwards, the 2022 recipient of the Clive Churchill, will, will be you? presenting it in 2057. Oh. I hope to be there. How old will he be then, Chris? Yes, I'm not sure I will be there, but I <laughs> hope to be there. He'd be in his 50s, I suppose. That's, yeah. that's doable. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. What a terrific initiative. Sort of reconstitute players into another role. And, of course, this has all been announced and no one's actually asked Sterlo. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, can you imagine if they just – because, you know, he's enjoying his golf and his travel. Yeah, yeah. Sterlo, would you present the Clive Churchill medal? I'm busy. I'm eating. <laughs> no. Exactly. Yeah, right. okay. <laughs> Chris, thanks very much for another fire. We have uh, another two games this weekend coming up. Can't wait, Steve. Can't wait, wait. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!